الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من كان يؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر فليقل خيرا أو ليصمد أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله صدق الله المولان العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Most respected ulama ikram, elders and dear brothers, we are presently in the month of Rajab and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us the masnoon dua to be recited. Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Sha'ban wa balighna Ramadan. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, bless us, grant us barakah and blessings in the month of Rajab, in the month of Sha'ban and balighna Ramadan, make us reach the month of Ramadan. Ulama explain that by virtue of this dua, a person is reminded that he has to make preparations for this great month to come. And we will hear this in the bayans to come in the, in, the, in the coming weeks, that the month of Ramadan, how great it is, how much of opportunity for a person to score in thawab, in nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in attaining forgiveness, etc., etc. And one of the greatest actions in this month of Ramadan is fasting and keeping away from food and drink and associating with one's spouse for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, we learn from our ulama, from our kabirin, from our elders, that there is one thing that causes great damage to this roza. There is one action, amongst other things, one action, one thing that causes great damage to this roza, to this fast of ours, hence causing damage to our Ramadan, not allowing us to maximize the benefit of this month of Ramadan and that is the careless use of the tongue, the misuse of the tongue. Using the tongue freely, without thinking, without pondering on the implications, ramifications and the repercussions of what we are going to say. And also we find that many of our kabirin, they advise us with regards to the month of Ramadan that obviously after the Rosa time, when it is the time when you can eat after iftar, then eat as much eat as much as you like, sleep as much as you like, but don't speak unnecessarily. Don't talk unnecessarily. Control your tongue, control your words. Why? Why do they advise us this? Why do the why do the Akabiri and the ulama, our elders advise us this? Because when we carelessly speak, when we think when we speak without thinking, without calculating, then in a flash, in a moment, we can fall into slander, we can fall into riba, making some, backbiting somebody, we can fall into slander, we can fall into speaking lies, we can get carried away and may utter some words that are vulgar, we may attack somebody's integrity, we may hurt somebody's feelings, hence thereby causing damage to our roza, the whole day we fasted for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and by saying and uttering words that displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will end up losing the great benefits of this month of Ramadan, of this Rosa that we could have achieved. 
Now we have to remember that as human beings, it is from our primary needs that we have to associate, we have to communicate, and we have to interact with each other. And the most common way of communicating, interacting, getting the message across to each other is by the medium of speech. We need to talk, we need to speak to each other, but how do we do this? Primarily by means of speech. So this speech is a great gift from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a person has to think and ponder how he uses the speech when communicating, when speaking. In this regard, there is a hadith from this, which is reported by Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu an that a person utters some words, he says them unwittingly without giving it a second thought, without giving it any value, but these words... They please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy. They earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this person, when he uttered it, when he spoke it, when he said it, he didn't think much of it. But by virtue of these words that he said, which pleased Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises his rank in the akhirah, raises his rank in Jannah. And on the contrary, the same Hadith Sharif continues, that a person... He may utter some words unintentionally, carelessly, without giving it a second thought. And these words which he uttered, which he spoke, they displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala naraz and angry. And it is by virtue of these words that he spoke that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will throw him into the depths of Jahannam, the depths of the fire of Jahannam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. So from this Hadith Sharif alone, we understand how serious the implications are of speaking without thinking, of speaking without calculating what we are going to say and what the repercussions of our words are going to be. Therefore, there is a famous Urdu saying that we hear, we even teach the children in the maktab, Pehle socho, phir bolo. First think, then speak. Think about what are going to be the consequences of my words? What am I going to say? What I am saying, is it going to be pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is it going to make the next person's heart happy? Is it something that is going to benefit me in this dunya and akhirah? Dunya or akhirah? If not, then the preferable thing for me to do is to remain silent. And for this also, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us, Man kana That person who believes in Allah and in the last day, then he should say good things, he should say good things, otherwise he should keep quiet. So if a person is conscious and he remembers, and he reminds himself that whatever I'm going to say is being recorded. The malaika are recording it. And on the day of Qiyamah, my own body is going to bear testimony against what I said against what I did. The person reminds himself and he keeps himself conscious of this and he uh, ponders about what the consequences are of his words, then inshallah this will be a means of a person controlling his tongue and controlling his speech. Now why we are discussing this now for the benefit of those that are still coming in is that we mentioned that one of the aspects that causes damage to a person's roza, one thing that causes 
harm to a person's roza that doesn't allow a person to benefit from the month of Ramadan is the careless use of the time. So as we said, these months preceding Ramadan, Rajab and Shaban, are preparatory months where a person prepares himself to take maximum benefit from the month of Ramadan. And we hear that from, and we will hear that from the, from the ulama in the coming weeks of how a person should increase in his nawafil, he should increase in his tirawat, he should increase in his time spent in the masjid, etc., etc., so that when the month of Ramadan dawns upon him, then he will be accustomed to these actions. But, we can say that more important than these nawafil actions is that a person should keep himself in check and train himself to keep away from those things that will destroy his amal, destroy his actions. So even though a person may not be able to uh, excel and, 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 and progress and, and, and push himself in nawafil actions during the month of Ramadan, which he should do, but if at the same time he restrains himself and he holds himself back from earning the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this will be a very great thing for him. That at least his tawab which he has derived from the faraiz will remain intact. The roza that he kept and the other faraiz that he will participate in, at least that much he will keep intact. Not to say that a person should not uh, push himself in nawafil. No, a person should definitely train himself and push himself in nawafil and in earning the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But at the same time, a person also has to conscientize himself of damage control. That what are those things that are going to rob me of my thawab and rob me of my reward. And as we mentioned from amongst the things, what some of the, 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 the common and greatest thing that will rob a person of his thawab and reward is the careless use of his tongue, that a person just speaks anything anyhow. Now we should think that this tongue Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, this ability of speech that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon us is such a great ni'mat. And often we don't think and ponder about this ni'mat. We should think that from the time a person is able to speak, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it such that he has an automatic talking machine in his mouth without giving it a second thought. Whatever he wants to say, he said it comes out of his mouth. The words emanate from his mouth without him even making any effort. Now imagine for a moment if we had to, if it was our task to formulate the, the words by putting the letters together and then formulate the sentences, make it coherent and understandable to others and then say it, what a mammoth task that it would have been for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it so easy for us that the mind just formulates the words and the tongue says it. Subhanallah. This is from the Qudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as I mentioned, this in, it, in itself is an amanat from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This ability that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us to freely be able to express ourselves is an amanat from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which has to be taken care of and used in the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased. For a moment, if we have to think of those people who have this physical tongue in their mouth, the piece of flesh that you and I have, but they are deprived of the ability of it formulating words and sentences and speaking, what a great loss is it to that person. What a great taklif it is for that person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us and made it possible for us to easily communicate. We should express the shukr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this by using our tongues in the correct avenues. There's an incident mention of a person who underwent some operation and the um, after the operation, for some reason, something happened and his body went numb. He was unable to speak also. And this person, his, 
he's he's there he's lying in the hospital room in the in the uh, post op room or whatever it may be and he is extremely thirsty he's extremely thirsty and this person narrates there after that the water was there readily available before his eyes there were attendants that were standing right there who could have passed the water to him but for about 30 minutes his ability of speech had lost him he wasn't able to express himself and speak because of this certain type of paralysis that had come over him as probably a side effect of the operation or whatever he says that these were the most arduous painful and traumatic 30 minutes of his life that he was in extreme thirst and he needed to drink something the water was there in front of him the people were there to be able to pass it to him but he was unable to express himself subhanallah how great is allah subhanahu wa taala that for the life for the slightest desire and wish that we want we are able to communicate it we are able to say it and we also understand that it is by virtue of these words that we utter as we understand from the hadith sharif that a person says something without even giving it a thought it may seem something small to him but allah subhanahu wa taala gets happy and allah subhanahu wa taala elevates his ranks let's look at the incident of a person who lives his entire life as a kafir maybe 40 years 50 years 60 years 80 years he lives 100 years he may live as a kafir but at some point in his life allah subhanahu wa taala gives him hidayah and he utters the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah ashhadu an la ilaha illallah ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu he expresses the shahadat he brings iman those 80 60 100 whatever years of life spent in guna in kufr is wiped out by virtue of that word that kalima that he mentioned and if he passes away like that without committing any sins then he is like as if he's going a clean slate he accepted iman he brought iman and he passes away in that condition without committing any gunas is like he passed away on a clean slate on the other hand a person may live his entire life as a mu'min as a believer 40 50 60 80 years but at the time of death if for some reason or at some point in his life if he utters words of shirk he doesn't make tawbah from it and he passes away in this condition then his whole life of ibadat his whole life of 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 obedience to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all washed away just by virtue of an utterance from the tongue save us allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us so what are we supposed to be using our tongues for ulama explained to us that we should use our tongues for the zikr and the remembrance of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we understand from one hadith sharif there are some words that are easy on the tongue they are light to say and they please allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but they are heavy on the scales from the hadith sharif we understand subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanallah alazim words that are easy to say easy to utter light on the tongue but heavy on the scales of a de- of a believer and these are things now which we will mention the uses of the tongue positive uses of the tongue that we can train ourselves for this coming month of ramadan also so a person should be accustomed to remaining the zikr of allah subhanahu wa taala sending durood upon rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam what else can a person do a person can make tilawat of the quran majid the best person is he who learns the quran and teaches it so we recite the quran sharif we teach the quran sharif to others by virtue of our speech we teach deen to others this teaching quran sharif to others teaching deen to others will become a means of sadaqa jariya for us after our eyes are closed in this temporary life if we taught quran sharif to someone if we taught deen to someone then this by virtue of these utterances of ours the speech of ours it will perpetually generate thawab for us even after we have passed away another thing a person can do is to 
give words of solace and comfort to a person who is in distress. Somebody is bereaved, somebody has lost a relative, somebody has, is going through some taklif, going through some problems, going through some difficulties in his life. Even if you haven't got one cent to give him, you can utter words of solace and comfort to him, to comfort his heart, to make his heart happy. To the extent, to the extent, ulama explained, that even if there is a person who is on the road, who requires directions, he wants to go to a certain place, if we kindly, with, with, with compassion, direct him to where he wants to go, a small, trivial item, trivial action in our eyes, even that action of guiding that person, making it easy for him to reach his destination, will earn sawab for us in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what should we avoid? We should avoid ghibah. We should avoid slandering people. We should avoid saying hurtful things to people. We should avoid speaking lies. We should avoid being vulgar. Because these are not from the practices and the teachings of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We will conclude with a hadith of Sayyidina Uqba bin Amir radiallahu an. When he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that what is najat, what is successor, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam described three things. Rasulullah sallallahu gave him an advice of three things that if you act on these three things, then it will be a means of our salvation in the, in the, in the, in the akhirat. The first is to keep our tongue under control. Think what we speak. Calculatedly speak our words. Don't just speak anything at any time without thinking. The second thing is that your house and your home must be sufficient for you. Second advice that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi gave for salvation is that your house and your home must be sufficient for you. Meaning, don't unnecessarily wander out and go into areas because especially now with the mahol, with the environment that surrounds us, a person can fall into sin very, very easily just out of his house. His eyes can fall into something that is impermissible. Impermissible things can come, can fall into his ears. So the hadith of Rasulullah advises us that stay in your house as far as possible and don't wander out. And the third advice that Rasulullah gives in the Sadi Sharif is that what ala khatriyatik, that cry over your sins. Show regret and remorse over your sins. If you made some guna, if you made some sins, then ponder and think and cry and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq of amal. Just one announcement, inshallah, this week, Sunday, there will be an important program taking place in Masjid Hilal. This week, Sunday, from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., uh, fikr, uh, provincial fikr and jor for the upcoming istima after Ramadan. Inshallah, the days for the istima are 30th. 30th April, 1st May, 2nd May for the KZN Ishtima. So in preparation for this Ishtima to see how we can all make effort and go out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and bring more and more people to this Ishtima and how we can assist in this day is a job taking place, an important program taking place in Masjid Hilal from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. this Sunday. We can all try how we can be a part of this program inshallah.